Okay. So two weeks ago, oh, it was hard. My daughter started daycare. And so it was a little rough, but it was good. You know, it was something that I'd been blessed to work from home and stay with her for over four months. So I have no complaints there. But also with daycare comes exposures that she's never experienced, I've never experienced. And so you can hear my voice. Yes. The babies are all sick. And so I got a little of that too. So that's why I may sound a little different. But the good thing is I have, and my co-host, we have this awesome guest that's going to help talk to us about all of the beautiful health and wellness things of how we can prevent things. We as women, what we can steer clear of, and also for men too, what we need to and what we need not to do. So this is your girl, Heather Dior, and your co-host, Chrissy D. And you are listening to Uninhibit Her. Make sure you grab that glass of wine or we have our healthcare professional, y'all. So make sure you get (laughs) some water or something healthy or a latte if you're listening to this on the way to work. We get it. And so let's just welcome our guest. So today we have the amazing Dr. Love Johnson. She and I, we actually go way back. She and I, we met when, because you all may not know this or not, but I love fashion. And so at one point I was a wardrobe consultant and I worked with her and she and I, we just not only were working together, but we grew to be great friends. And so she's always been super supportive. She came to my baby shower. She always comes to whenever I'm doing anything like as far as nonprofits or communities. So I'm, we're just so blessed to have her on the show. She's amazing. She has, she's has a multilingual, multi-certified pediatric business, and she's a healthcare consultant. Uh, she has K&K services. And so we're going to get all into that, but I just want to give a warm welcome to Dr. Johnson, a.k.a. Amore. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, <laughs> You're very welcome. So just just give us, tell us a little bit about you, how you got into that. What, like, how did you even get all of this? Like, you have just done so much. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, what made you want to get into the healthcare profession? Yeah, that's a good question. So I initially thought I would be a lab rat, basically. Okay. I love the life sciences, biology. My mom was a biology chemistry major, and that kind of set my sights on something in that field. And when I became a freshman at Texas Christian University, I had to kind of pick a major. And um, my then friend, uh, my brother's uh, girlfriend, now wife, was changing majors as well. And so we both ended up in an introduction to communication sciences and disorders, and that was it. I immediately fell in love with a more application-based way to look at neurology and make life better for children. Mm. And it just took off from there. Right. So why children? Why was that your passion or emphasis? You know, Heather, I thought initially I wanted to just work with adults. Okay. Because I felt like it was more straightforward. You could make a a bigger impact and, you know, they're motivated. They're going to do what you want them 
or asking, recommending for them to do. And Chrissy, I was, I immediately found that to not be my situation. Um, I, in my graduate level coursework, we were assigned to different practicum sites. I was at a hospital and I saw how challenging it really was because the adults in the medical setting were very, very ill. They did not prioritize uh, swallowing. They just wanted to walk out of the hospital, go home and be left alone. Mm -hmm. And so I found that my passion became more towards children because they were highly motivated. It did not take very much to motivate them, Mm -hmm. a sticker, a primary reinforcer, which we don't recommend that all the time, but Mm -hmm. being able to really see the change um, in a small amount of time and families, mothers being so thankful and crying when they can see their child talking and yes. eating and oh my gosh, because we work with a variety of, of disorders, just seeing how um, encouraged they were. And it's not to say that the adults weren't that way. It was just a different dynamic. Um, and so that's what really put, positioned me to work with children. That is amazing. And so the fact that you are, I'm going to touch on this a little bit, the fact that you work with children, but you're also multilingual, like how many languages do you speak? And are you working with children from all different works of life, all different backgrounds? Like, let's take a little dive deeper into that. Yeah, we'll say habla español. <laughs> Spanish, so, okay, got it. You all Love probably it. know Texas is, has the large, the largest minority population in Texas is Hispanic. And right. I knew I wanted to be able to help as many families as I could, but I didn't know any other language. And, I, and Spanish was the first one that came to me. And so uh, having the opportunity to be in a hospital setting where people literally come from other countries so that their child can get a heart transplant mm. or they wow. had um, a car accident. They were, you know, visiting. They didn't even plan to stay, but they don't speak English. And being able to actually communicate in Spanish and French and Italian and wow. sign languages. Wow. Now, that has become more um, obsolete, but there is still such a need to know not just the language of other um cultures, but how their belief system affects their mm-hmm. view, their mindset of healthcare. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So you named Spanish, French, Italian, English being your first languages. That's four languages. Mm -hmm. You are a doctor. Okay. Talk to me about this work ethic. Like where did you get it (laughs) from? I mean, my goodness. Oh, Heather, I cannot take credit at all for my work ethic. It, It started with my maternal grandmother growing up around her and her mother, who passed at 97, and learning to value um, myself first and my purpose in life and have a passion Mm -hmm. for what I do. I I didn't get into the field I'm in to make a lot of money. I got into it because I wanted to make a difference. And seeing lives change just because of something that I've suggested or a very small procedure, it it just, it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so that work ethic of do your work um, as as unto the Lord, because I am a believer and making sure that if this were your child, would you treat your child that way? So being mm-hmm. um, equal, not changing how you do things because of 
your own personal biases. Um, and then my mom and my dad, they grew up through segregation and desegregation. Right. And so imagine being in a black school and then being bused to an all-white school and having to make that transition. Wow. They really taught myself and my brother how to work hard, but work smart and not necessarily harder to the point of physical exhaustion. Mm. So how did you find your, like one thing you said earlier was like your purpose. Like I knew my purpose. How did you find your purpose? How did you realize healthcare, you know, like you have it all together. Like some of our viewers, for those viewers that are seeking, like, I want to, I want to help. I want to find my purpose. I just don't know how Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do great things. However, that may look for them. Mm -hmm. How do they go about finding that? Like, how did you find yours? So I have a little secret. My mother was a college counselor. She had a sign in her office that said wine and a line slashed through it. There was never any whining. There was always self-evaluate and Mm. eliminate those things that those negative beliefs and execute. And so between my mom and my dad, learning how to do a internal review of the things that I love. The question was always posed to me, love, if you could wake up every morning and do whatever you are passionate about, I love it. what would it be? And that's the question that always comes to me when I have a new project or a new opportunity. I have to think, is does that align with what I am passionate about? What will make someone's life better, not because I'm doing it, but because it's built inside of me and it's a, it's something I have a heart to do, then, okay, yes, that's time. That's a good investment of my time. Wow. That's great. So truly having a vision and making sure that everything that you do is, is aligning with it. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean... I think that's something that um, most people kind of forget. Like, what what is my core saying to me? Mm-hmm. Am I truly happy with what I'm doing? So I think that that's great that you live by that because so many people, either they can't live with that because they're just trying to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Right. They're in survival mode or, you know, they don't know to check themselves or be mm-hmm. reflective in what they're doing mm-hmm. to make sure that it's even there. So I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's really easy to get on cruise control. Mm-hmm. And you brought up a good point and just do things to make things eat. I make, make things neat. I understand. We all have our situations where we are trying to just make sure the basics are taken care of. So I'm in no shape, form, or fashion saying quit your job right. because you don't like it. But while you are working your job, have a vision, write it down. If you don't write it down, it's just a wish. Mm -hmm. It's not going to come into play. If you don't put the work in it, make it your side hustle, Mm -hmm. get mentorship. The reason I am where I am today is because of my family that mentored me. And then my professionals, I have people that mentor me and coach me every day. So it's not all love. It takes a village. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so when you were deciding, okay, I want to be a doctor, I want to learn these languages, I want to help children, I have this goal that I want to achieve, how did you go about making sure you're taking the correct steps to reach your goals? Did you have like benchmarks? I know you said writing down things your t- to be intentional is huge because if not, it's a wish. Mm-hmm. But did you have anything to like really help step by step? Mm-hmm. Because some like some of our listeners are like, 
I love that. I love what she's saying. I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to go. Like, especially like some people don't have, like you have that great support system. You have your family. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have that, unfortunately. So what can they do? Like, what is some advice that you could give to them? Right. And how can you do that without spending um, tens of thousands of dollars on a coaching program or a mastermind? I don't know how many of those more I can take. And don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yes. Don't get me wrong. They they have a place. I've, I've, I've gone to the conferences where I've done personal development and I can name important people that they they are very good at what they do, mm-hmm. but let's keep it real. Let's put it to paper and pencil for for all practicality. We want to know what can we go out to Walmart and buy and use every day and not have to make that investment, whether it's because it's a monetary burden or it's a time issue. A plan to fail, a fail to plan is a plan to fail. Please get a calendar get a planner. Don't just look at it as, oh, these are all the holidays this month. Literally, I pick Sunday because that's the first of my week. I pick Sunday to go through the planner and decide what is going to happen the next five to six days. So you can go to Walmart, you can go to the dollar store, grab a planner, plan your week. It could be meal planning, it could be appointments, doctor's appointments. But if you have it pre-planned, it's not to say it's going to go exactly that way, but Mm -hmm. at least you can anticipate what things need to be done. And if there are things that come up during the week, you already have it down and you can start troubleshooting, Mm -hmm. you know? And so kind of preparing your mind for the week with a planner. And there's tons out on the market. Um, Whatever works for you, Amazon.com. I know I said Walmart, but I am a big online shopper. So really being able to get online and look at the different kinds of planners before you buy, Mm -hmm. you know, Amazon is a good place to go and have a visual, but time management, and writing those very important appointments down, I think, is very important. Secondly, um, within that plan is the self-care that you have to build in. I am so guilty as charged. Just had blood work done, and it was not pretty. And it was like, okay, it's time to reset. There, there are <clears throat> times where you literally have to carve out in your day. I don't care if you have to get up at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. And even if it's two minutes or 10 minutes of just sitting quietly, right, not -hmm. having any social media around, not having your phone around, and just being mindful of your inner self and centering yourself for the day, Mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. And it's hard because we don't realize how bombarded we are with everything around us, with all the interruptions until we actually try to be quiet. Okay. So you were talking about blood work because I want to get more into the health aspect. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, we, as people, I'm not going to even say women or men, we're all, especially like we see a lot of things on TV, especially like the latest trend. I know that intermittent fasting is in the keto diet. Like it's, those are the newest things. How do from a healthcare perspective, what, you know, like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about those? And do you, are you, do you do intermittent fasting? Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, that's a good question, Heather. So there are a lot of fads and promotions of keto diet, paleo diet, intermittent fasting and taking the supplement and right. doing this kind of treatment. And it, can I throw in juicing too? Juicing. Because that's a big thing. <laughs> yes. yes. You have to have this kind of juicer to mm-hmm. really get the nutrients because mm-hmm. if it gets too hot, it's going to kill the, you know, mm-hmm. the nutrients. So before you can even get to a point to evaluate um, those kind of products and programs that are being promoted, my number one suggestion is to get your blood work done. You cannot try something that you've never tried before and expect to be successful if you don't have what's called a baseline. You need to know where you stand with your own health, and it starts with your blood. Your blood is your life. It tells everything, every process that needs to happen for you to be able to wake up and stay awake and digest your food and have the energy that you need. And so everything that we're talking about, it's great, but it is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And for women, especially where hormones change over time, you have to be very careful to not just grab and go things that are being promoted on social media or wherever because it's proven effective. Effective. Everybody's body is different. And so I caution um, the, the implementation of any of those things um, because you don't know how your body's going to react. Okay. So Blood work is key. Okay, so I make an appointment. I get my blood work. What am I looking for? You're looking for a healthcare provider who can interpret that blood work and tell you what is low and what ways you can supplement. Because supplements are not meant to be taken every day. They are to Mm -hmm. supplement what you don't have. So if you don't know what you don't have from your blood work, you could be taking vitamin C, which is great, but you're peeing it out because you already have normal vitamin C levels. So the things that you need to look for are how your blood work is being interpreted. The levels are, they have levels that the American Heart Association has developed and all of the different medical associations, they have their specialty for blood sugar and all of that. But you have to look at it not only as it applies to your blood work, but your racial group. Your When you get your paper, your printout, it will say, you know, for example, C-reactive protein, this is what we would expect for African-Americans. Mm-hmm. So you have to be with a provider who can actually interpret all of that stuff appropriately and then give you what you need, whether it's a diet change or an exercise change or an addition of a supplement. You have to be able to work with uh, someone who can direct you in the right and down the right path. Can I ask a question? Sure. So, um, would you go to a normal or a traditional medical doctor to find out this information, or would it be advised to go to some a doctor that has a specialty within? That framework. Yeah, that's a good question. So it depends on what you're looking for. You can go to a primary, what they call a primary care mm-hmm. doctor, whether it's a, a doctor of osteopathic medicine, it's called a DO mm-hmm. uh, or a MD, a medical doctor, and they can interpret those results for you. You can go to a, a terminally degreed, a doctorate level nutritionist. They can do the same thing. It mm-hmm. just really depends on 
what you're looking for in terms of a provider that will support you. Um, you know, typically the first two doctors I mentioned, you'll go and they'll give you your results and they'll say, see you in six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. with a nutritionist, you're going to have a little more one-on-one -on -one, um, information and they may say, I need to see you in a month okay. after you've done these suggested items. So it really kind of depends on what you're looking for. Okay. Um, specialists can be kind of referred out from the, the MD model or the DO model once they have your blood work in hand. So mm -hmm. let's say your blood sugar is like super, super off the charts and you need to see an endocrinologist. That is the part of the body that helps you with sugar. Regulating. So then you go to the endocrinologist. Okay. But it really depends on where what your belief system is in terms of the traditional medical model or the alternative, what they call the alternative model, um, as to who you feel comfortable working with and giving you uh, medical advice. Okay. I mean, I've just, I've taken in so much. Okay. So I want to go back just a little bit to this, the fasting. And then, I mean, I, this is so good. So what are some like, okay, a lot of people are doing it. Like you said, you have to do this blood work. You have to understand what it means. We as African-Americans one of my things that I always see, because I'm all about getting a physical every year, I want to make sure everything is good, but I always have low vitamin D, but that's common for us because of the melanin in our skin. So, but I also take tons of vitamins. Like my girlfriends make fun of me. They're like, you travel with a pillbox. Cause I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm preventing things. Is there certain things like where it's sometimes you, you're taking too much? Like, because I take like vitamin C, you said that you don't even need that. But I, at one physician, when I was a lot younger, he said that you have asthma. So vitamin C is good. Um, should I be taking that every day? Uh, and then, you know, I take biotin and then, you know, as a woman, like folic acid is good. Mm -hmm. And so is, are there certain things that we as women should steer clear of? when we're taking certain supplements, because like you said, it's a supplement. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't take something every day where it's, you might see, oh, this advertisement, like you were saying earlier, promoting, mm -hmm. sometimes it's not good. Is there something like that we should steer clear of, especially African-American women? Well, um, <clears throat> for Af I don't know if there's a difference between African-American and other uh, racial ethnic groups look what I'm about to say. Okay. But I will, I'm going to, to beat this dead horse. Okay. Steer clear of anything out there that says, try it. It'll, it's, it's going to help you. And there's no research behind it. You haven't gotten your blood work done. You have, you don't really know where you stand with whether or not you should even participate in that program or that supplement. It's, it's a very, simple way of evaluating things because there's a lot out there. We, we're so bombarded with really, really good supplements and women helping women and wellness. Right, and, absolutely. Um, it, it really, really boils down to using discernment, mm -hmm. you, knowing right. that, okay, I see this advertised, it looks great, but if I take it and I don't have medical advice, and I don't know where I stand with my own health. It's really playing Russian roulette. It really is because you can take you can take a naturally occurring product and get sick, right? If you if you don't know where you stand with your blood work and your overall health, 
Okay. So that's, that is the, the standard message I give anyone that comes up to me and says, Dr. Love, should I take niacin or should I take, I said, well, first of all, I'm not your medical provider. I don't know you. So I don't mean <laughs> I don't to know be you. rude when I say that, but I can't advise you to take anything until you have an, I, uh, a, a black and white idea of your blood work and your health and like, not just a baseline, but like what your trend is, you know, you have to be consistent. You can't just get blood work done every two years and expect to, you know, advance in your health. Right. And it, and not um, expect things to change, especially in women. If you've had a baby, as Heather yes, has talk, just had, yes. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So proud of you. You know, your body changes. So you it have does. to go back to the doctor a little more frequently. Interesting. And I would think as well as with age, because mm-hmm. your body is not the same at 25 as it's going to be mm-hmm. at 36. Right. And I have another question. Yes. You said that supplements are obviously what they're saying they're doing. They're filling in gaps, right? Mm-hmm. So what about a multivitamin? You know, people, I've heard people encourage them and mm-hmm. I've heard that people say, mm, you don't really need that because mm-hmm. again, your body mm-hmm. is pushing out the things that you mm-hmm. already have or that you're mm-hmm. sufficient in. So mm-hmm. what do you say about yeah. just a daily multivitamin? So you bring up a good point. Uh, a vitamin is not the same as a supplement. Okay. Mm. And vitamins good. are what you're supposed to be getting in your food. But we all know without that a proper our diet. food mm. is... It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. So, <laughs> yes, again, I think everyone should find um, something that they can help their body with the vitamins that they're not getting. It could be a pill. It could be juicing. It could be that they have a certain uh, meal plan that they take that they do every week to try and get all of the vitamins that they need for their body. So, again, it. Some schools will say everybody needs to take a multivitamin, mm-hmm. but what what happens if your if your stomach isn't like digesting what you take as a appeal mm-hmm. like right. it should, or even the food? You mm-hmm. know, kale is good, but kale can make someone very gassy. Where with mm-hmm. another person, it's fine. So it's it's hard to just say everybody needs to take this or everybody needs to take that. That is a recipe for. I mean, if I did that, I would get sued. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I can't make that recommendation. Um, I think it's good that you find out what works for your body Mm -hmm. and and stick with it because it's the consistency where you'll see the results. But yes, we all need vitamins. We all need minerals. We all need supplements. It's just figuring out uh, from your bodily system, again, going back back to the blood work, what that need is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So you and I, had, we've known each other, obviously, as I told you all, we've known Dr. Love and I have known each other for a long time. And so at one point you and I were having a conversation about what can occur if you're doing intermittent fasting, because mm-hmm. that's something that you do. And you'd mentioned hair loss. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that, because that's something, especially we as women, mm-hmm. we, our hair, like that's very important to us. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing something right, you could potentially lose your hair. I mean, especially, and then also, you know, a lot of people at the beginning of the year, they have these new year's resolutions. So men and women like, okay, I want to get healthy. So I'm going to start intermittent fasting. I'm going to start the keto diet. Talk to us about like, like the hair loss and what can occur if you're not smart about it. 
Well, I mean, hair loss is the least of, it should be the least of the worries. I think the, the main point that we were discussing prior to the podcast is intermittent fasting has its place just like a multivitamin or a supplement. But if your body is starving already, and then you decide you want to do intermittent fasting, don't be surprised, for example, if your hair falls out, you know, because you have mm-hmm. to have, um, your your body does not need to be put in a more stressful situation, such as fasting, if you're already deficient in something. And so taking away... Um, <clears throat> being being very being very careful about what fasting is because there's different types of fasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now a lot of people are that's part of their New Year's resolution, or it's a church thing. My church is doing it, but we're very smart about it. We we say very clearly, fast the way you can with your provider, with your medical provider, as a family. You all make a decision how you want to fast because we don't want that that liability of people falling out in church, you know, because they're fasting. Um, It's just, it's something that, again, it's, I know I'm probably sounding very generic or vague, but the point of the matter is anything that you put in your body or you do to your body, it has to be, you have to do it knowing where you are. And then you should always try and do it in moderation because you don't know how your body might respond moderation is key. I agree. I always say that like moderation, anything mm-hmm. in life, it's, you should take moderation into account. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about that, let's, let's get a little bit more granular. We as women, especially during that time of the month, is there anything that we need to steer clear of, do things differently, whether it's diet, you know, maybe try some sort of applicator over the next what do you suggest? So I suggest that women really look carefully at the products that they are choosing off of the shelf to cover a very sensitive area of their body um, that particular time of the month. And I, um, I found out about this product online. I happened to just be on Facebook, which that's rare, but I happened to be on there Mm -hmm. and I saw um, two products. One was Thinks, T-H-I-N-X. And I thought, hmm, this is kind of interesting. It's, it's It's basically called the period panty. So you just wear it and you never feel wet. You can wear it throughout the day. They have different styles and whether it's a thong or, um, uh, a regular um, full uh, coverage panty, and you're able to not, if your choice is to not have to put anything in your body, you can just wear it all day, and then you wash it as as if you wouldn't wash anything else. And then the second product um, that I came across was Cherish. And years later, uh, one of my church members, who's a, a healthcare professional in Atlanta, she actually brought it to our church, and, and I was like, wow. This this product is really making a change. It's really changing lives. And they have since moved to, um, they have been absorbed by another company called Wakaya Perfection. So if you Google them or you get online and try to figure out where they are, the product is, is uh, sold under Wakaya Perfection. But all it is is it's a very natural 
uh, it is a natural product that allows your normal period to flow and you don't have to worry about all the toxins and things that are in traditional um, maxi pads and tampons. And I'm not saying anything controversial or new. When you pick up the product and you turn it over, what does it say? What are the side effects? Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, do you want to continue to use that product, especially if that's all you can afford? I get it. Or do you want to try and make a a difference, uh, make a different choice? Mm -hmm. And so those are the two products that I suggest. um, I have suggested within my integrated nutrition and lifestyle medicine practice because it's it's been a help to to me and my community. So I know you said that you suggest and you're not going to say anything controversial or anything which you haven't, but your thoughts on inserting things into the woman's body, how do you feel about that? I feel like it's your choice. But again, whenever you take something, whether you put it in your mouth or you put it in a different part of your body, um, you're you're taking a chance. And okay. if you read if you are okay with that after reading the package, right. And you are, you know, you're obviously in your in, in a, a position to understand that what you're putting in your body may have this side effect, then that's your right. I mean, right. everyone has a right to a choice, at least here in the U.S., you know. Um, so if that's what, what works for you, at the end of the day, you have to, <clears throat> you have to do what's best for you. Right. You but, know, but you, you personally, you. me personally, I have always tried to find products that I know will create the least amount of, I call it the path of least resistance. So okay. whatever will help me stay healthy right. <clears throat> and not um, potentially provide cause um, harm to my body. Those are the kind of products that I, I choose on a daily basis. Okay, perfect. So as far as, okay, you've gone into granular information. I appreciate that. But one thing, like, I want you to tell me a little bit, what do you think about this whole essential oils? That's something that is really popular. And it's been around for a long time, but now it's being heavily promoted. You know, this mind, body, and soul, and just trying to go a more healthier way to prevent things versus treating them. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on essential oils and just really to achieve that overall healthy mindset? Because with essential oils, you can rub them on your body, but you can also put it in a diffuser too, just to really create that ambiance of relaxation and meditation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Heather. And there's some that is not just put it on your body and it'll make you feel a sense of well-being. I mean, there are FDA-approved essential oils on the market that will help with pain relief. Um, I've, I'm a big proponent of essential oils, but again, you have to figure out um, what oils uh, blend well with your system, your body. Why? Because the essential oil comes from a plant. So even though it's plant-based and there's um, not supposed to be any side effects, there are certain... Um, the, when you look at the molecular structure of the essential oil, it is very close to the human body system. So when you put something, an oil on your body, your skin, which is your largest detox organ, or you diffuse it so you're breathing it into your nasal passages, into your lungs, which are very sensitive tissue, or you're even taking it internally, um, <clears throat> it can go 
it can go really well or it can cannot go very well. For example, I can't tolerate patchouli. It's it's a essential oil by uh, Young Living, and it's it's from a plant, but I react really bad to it. So I um, I do promote uh, and suggest essential oils, and if you're going to take if you're going to take them internally, you really want to try to get the high, the highest grade possible and not just something off of the shelf because the tendency for the larger lines, um, whether it be online or on the shelf, is they're, they're really synthetic. They're not the real deal. Mm. And so it's not to say that they don't work, but you get what you pay for. Right. That's great And to having know. been to... Um, Croatia, I went to Croatia a couple years ago and really looked at the farming, like how they actually developed the the essential oil and the distillery and all that. It makes a big difference. So they're really good, but you have to get the right, the right, the, the, the right quality. Okay. So, so, um, okay. So I know one of the things that, or things that are going on like today with, and you see the media. So the media can cr- cause a lot of mindset turmoil, if you will, from just like you see the crime and just things going on throughout the world. So that disrupts that hopefully relaxed mind that people have. And so it causes anxiety and it can cause depression. And I know me as a new mom, like I have been so anxious, like I have calmed down, but I think it has a lot to do with that hormonal change. So with anxiety and depression, are there oils, are there natural pathways to just help with that? Because I know mm-hmm. we as women, you know, especially with social media, like you see things and, you know, sometimes women, like you see this woman may have like the perfect life and you're like comparing, which is not true. Every, no, no one is perfect. Mm-hmm. What are ways to cope with that? What do you recommend? Wow. Chrissy, Heather is hitting me with some heart. I hear her. I hear her. But this is good I'm, stuff, you know? Here's the laughter. So first of all, depression and anxiety, it's a very real thing, whether it's postpartum depression or because of a loss of a loved one. There, There is a medical field that has what they call international classification of disabilities. I mean, they... They classify depression and even PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So <clears throat> that is that is a whole nother can of worms. And we can't go down that road today because we don't have time and it's not my area of specialty. But what I will say is from um, from my profession, from the healthcare counseling that that I have come up that I've had the opportunity to participate in. You have to get to the root of the problem. You, I, I can suggest a lot of different like oils or supplements or, you know, meditation. People talk about mm-hmm. meditation or just, you know, reading. Yoga. Reading, like, yeah, yoga. Just mindfulness, right? Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. That's the latest, greatest thing is mindfulness mm-hmm. and uh, release techniques and things like that. But really what has to happen is... And getting an understanding of, okay, why am I anxious? Why am I feeling depressed? And some people can't get there. Some people need help. They need counseling. Mm-hmm. They need professional counseling. Um, there are things that you can take 
But everybody's situation is different. Some people really do have what we call a neurochemical imbalance where the nerve in your nerves in your system, they are lacking something and they they need food to help you what what we call self-regulate, have a sense of well-being. You said food. Food. See, we're going back to that diet thing again. It's so important. I mean, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this is so Food is life. I mean, yes. The, the. Yes. The, the cusp of what we're saying, I think, Heather and Chrissy, is what you put in your mouth yes. is who you become. Mm-hmm. And so you, we have I to agree. be very careful what we put in our mouths and all the chemicals that we're exposed to, whether it's the air we breathe or the food we're eating or even the visual, because I, I call, you know, technology is now our new neurotoxin. What I mean by that is wow. this constant buzzing of our phones and of our eye watches and mm-hmm. always being bombarded with something from sun up to sundown it stresses the body the body was meant to have peace okay right. and so it's kind of like constantly throwing a pebble in a lake and you see the ripples and it goes away but it, it keeps coming every time you put a pebble in there it ripples and so you know we can talk all day long about um different supplements and types of, of exercises that can help. But really, it's it, we need to get to the why. Why is why are we anxious? Why are we depressed? And is it because we're spending too much time on social media? We're looking at other people's lives and how they're mm-hmm. doing this, this, that, and the other. And when, when reality, it's just um, a portion of what they want you to see. Absolutely. And it's not mm-hmm. reality. And so then when you really get down to the nitty-gritty of why it is you're feeling the way you're feeling and you choose to, to make a different choice, then usually some of that, that goes away. But yes. there is a there is a population out there that they do need uh, a supplement. They do need something to really deal with the, the imbalance there. And that's where the medical field, they in the alternative medicine, they come in and they're, they, they are a resource. But I know where my resource is. I always go back to my belief system. And Absolutely. whoever, wherever your belief system is, wherever your faith is, then that is what trumps everything for me. I love that. I mean, I feel like people miss the aspect of finding the core or the root to the problem. So the fact that you addressed that is really important and taking the time to seek what you need. It may be counseling. And I know that sometimes it hasn't, it used to be more of a a situation where you didn't want to touch counseling because you, you had this preconceived notion about it and what people needed counseling and what it was for. So I think you promoting that aspect of getting or seeking the help or seeking someone else to kind of help you through it is extremely important. So I think we overlook that sometimes, especially in our community. Yeah. So where there's a shame, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, when my parents went through their head on collision in 2015 and we were displaced in another state and, you know, we were, we, as my brother and I, we were sleeping in between the, my mom's neurotrauma ICU unit and my dad's burn mm. unit burned from the waist down, perfectly healthy individuals ready to retire. I had to get counseling. Yeah. I was stressed post-traumatic stress disorder, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I knew what the root of the problem was, but I had family supporting me. Right, right. But I had to go get the help. I had to make that choice. And it wasn't about swallowing my pride and eating humble 
humble pie. It, it's a part of the grieving process mm-hmm. of when you lose um, a, a lifestyle because that really, really was what it was. I didn't lose my parents. They died in that accident. They're not the same way they are, but they are alive, but right. they're not the same. It's, it's, this yeah. is a different kind of grieving process exactly. that you have to go through. And I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful I have um, fam- my family and my my personal relationships that they know me. They know love past her education and the community service she does. They know love for who she is mm-hmm. and that when she needs help, she asks for help and she gets the help that she needs. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what it is. It's just pulling all back the covers and the layers and stop, stop trying to be perfect and yes, act like, yes. there's, no, there's nothing wrong. And plastering, you know, your face on Instagram and thinking that that's you and that's really not you're, that's not you. That right. creates anxiety and depression. Right. That idea that kind of, of perfection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, really yeah. just owning, owning the work that you're going to have to put into to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, like you were saying, it's a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. Like if people could just like think about, okay, just like how if you choose to you work out, you want to have a healthy diet, yoga, whatever, going to see a, a professional that's just a form of self-care. And if, because if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to be able to take care of someone else? And especially as mm-hmm. we as women, you know, whether we're working, you know, or we are mothers or wives, whatever, like we are always naturally, we're caregivers. And giving, yes. 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 And yeah. it takes a lot out of us. So it's important to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and if we need to see someone mm-hmm. once a month, once a week, what, however that may look mm-hmm. for that individual, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's helpful. It's to talk it over with someone. And even if you don't want to choose a healthcare professional, having someone you can confide in, right. whether it's a good friend or, mm-hmm. you know, some, your spouse, whoever you feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. just to let it out. Sometimes we hold things inside mm-hmm. and that's the worst thing. Yes, You have to release it. And once you just talk through things, it's, you're just like, just letting, taking a load off, you know, and that can just make, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. This has been so good. I appreciate this. And I mean, it, this is so needed. Sometimes we, we don't know where to go and you have provided so much insight, so many things, you know, to talk about and to think about. One thing that I want us to do before we end this segment is I want you to tell us how our listeners can find you. I mean, because you have k k services, you have all your different businesses, but it's important that they be able to reach reach you. I mean, because did you want to talk a little bit about K&K services and how they can reach you? Yeah, thank you, Heather. So to be brief, I am an introvert, so it's very challenging for me to kind of talk about myself, but I have a heart to serve and I want mm-hmm. people to know that there is help, whether it's through your pastor or through a professional. I I'm like the referral queen. And when I know what's out of my scope of practice, I'm going to send you elsewhere. But since Heather is asking the question about what I do and where to find me, I will direct you to a couple of um, social media outlets. I'll start with my website, um, D-R-K-A-T-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, Dr. Kat Johnson, that is with a K. D-R-K-A-T-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. And on that website, it will funnel you from 
what my KNK services practice is about to the integrative nutrition and lifestyle medicine uh, subsidiary business we have, as well as my nonprofit, Dr. Loves Healthcare. And you can find more uh, information about how to get healthcare services and how to get the support that you need to take care of yourself as well as your loved ones. Um, so just some really quick handles. Uh, Instagram, that would be Kat, K-A-T-J-O-H-N-S-O-N-5543. Um, my name on there would be Dr. K.L. Johnson. Um, Facebook, again, Kat Johnson with a K. And LinkedIn, Dr. Johnson, D-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And for Twitter, it would be at Amore TCU. That's at A-M-O-R-T-C-U. Perfect. And so is this just for, I know that you have a passion for working with children, but if an adult wants to reach out to you about whatever concerns they may have from a healthcare profession. What do you work with adult and what are your specialties so that when they're reaching out to you, they know what they can contact you for? Chrissy, she she just has this down pat. She wow. is amazing. So that's a great point. My passion is pediatrics, but I'm multi-state licensed and certified in Children and adults. So, and again, if it's out of my scope of practice, I will I I will find who you need to go to. But it can be an um, in utero situation where I'm pregnant and I need some help. I need a good OBGYN. Where do I go? Or my parent is dealing with dementia. What do I do? How do I get help? Um, my field is very broad, so there are a lot of specialties within my field, and there are certain things that I'm very, very passionate about, like autism and cognitive rehabilitation and things like that. But young or old, I can help you, and if I cannot help you, I will direct you to who can. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Yes, it has been an absolute so pleasure. Thank yes. you for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule to come and talk to Chrissy and I. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chrissy and Heather. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay. So make sure if you have any questions for Dr. Love or for us that to follow, to follow us or reach out to us on Instagram, we are uninhibit her on Instagram and that's U N I N H I B I T H E R. And it's the same thing for Twitter and Facebook. And remember to stay uninhibited with uninhibit her.